everybody. This is Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard, the host of Chronic Conversations, joining you on February 14th, Valentine's Day, here with my beautiful wife and forever Valentine, Jen. Say hello. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. So today, to tell you how supportive my wife is, and before I start getting hate mail about deciding to do a podcast on Valentine's Day, this was actually the wife's idea. Um, she thought it'd be a good idea to tell our love story. We've had people tell us we're their favorite couple, and we just wanted an opportunity to kind of tell our story, but not just the, it's not going to be a fluff piece. It's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but overall, it's a love story because love won out. Um, a beautiful thing happened between two people, and I'm so happy that we ended up together, that we ended up married, and that we ended up Valentine's. <laughs> Forever. So I got to... Might as well start at the beginning, Might right? As, well. as all good stories do. Yeah. Um, first, I'm going to uh, light up some of this October beautiful. October 2016. October 2016. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. As my wife will tell you too, I'm horrible with the dates and not just like, you know, something like that, but just everything, birthdays and everything. There's so many, and I've been hitting the head a lot. Um, so, first of all, before I get started, let me give a little backdrop of I was in professional wrestling around the Georgia area for around 20, 25 years. And so was Jen. Um, we probably have literally 100 to 150 friends mutually in common, but never ran e into each other and never met, met until I was 1,700 miles away in Tucson, Arizona. And I get a text <laughs> from this girl that I kind of been stalking on Facebook. And I get this question. It says, what'd you ask me? <laughs> so you're a Cardinals fan? <laughs> Which is a fair enough question, you know. But ask. that was also after we had talked for hours, and I thought, I got to talk to him more, and you're in Arizona, so I just thought, hey, Arizona Cardinals, they're playing, so I like like I know it all, and <laughs> why not making a mess of myself? <laughs> well, the reason is, is because I'm a, a totten up, do or die, uh, woo -woo. totten up, we all know that. Uh, here in these parts. I think when I, I asked you that, you left me on red for like five hours debating on if you were going to talk to me or not. I may have saved like five <laughs> hours. It's probably a little bit less. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, did she really ask me if I'm a Cardinals fan? And I was like, no, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, but that's what started it all. And it, it, it was, it's 1,700 miles away. Let me give you a little bit of my, both of our backstories. We've both been through some really bad relationships. Um, and I'm not going to go extensively into those because it is what it is and it's the past. And to be honest, at that time, I was no treasure myself. Um, I had my faults, definitely. I'm sure she feels like she did, too. And, and, and we had our parts in the bad relationships. But overall, we had some situations uh, to where it built up a lot of baggage. Um, we both came in with quite a bit of baggage, right? Yeah. Um, she had had some abuse. I had had some abuse. Um Long story short, miles very long, 1,700 miles away. Uh, she came to see me before that. We both tried our hands since our marriages at some very unhealthy relationships to the point to where I don't think either one of us really knew how to have a healthy relationship, right? No, it's still very weird. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into more yeah. that later, but yeah, it's still really, really weird. Because you, you can have a tendency to... Use that baggage or things others. If, if there's, the, you know, even if you're 
say your ex uh, um, give you PTSD and now I come in here and I leave the, I don't know, just for an example, it's not something I do, the cap off the thing and it, it, it triggers that person right. into right. remembering what it was like for that person. Um, we're still both working on that, but we've dropped a lot of our baggage and we'll get into that some more along the way too. But I, she had talked to several guys off and on. I had talked to several women off and on. Uh, my thing at the time was I was terrified of Chattanooga. I had a lot of bad memories out this way. And uh, I didn't want to come back. So first things first was anybody that's going to talk to me is going to have to come out here and see me. Um, and I, yeah. <laughs> we talked about from about October to February, and I think I came home one day and was like, oh, no, something had happened, and we weren't talking. Like, you would meet me for 60 days or yeah. something. And anyways, I was like, well, I got my tax check, so you want me to come or not? Yeah, yeah, she pretty much gave me an ultimatum. I, I had kind of uh, cut her off a, a little bit, especially in the beginning. It was really hard for both of us because you just fall back into those old habits of bad relationships, and, and maybe sometimes it's things maybe we saw as children in our parents' or adults' relationships, and that's even though it's a misery, it's a comfortable misery, so we kind of fell back into that. But something I noticed right off, is that unlike any other relationship, we talk things out, and I really, I really like that. Too. Yeah, that was weird too. Uh, uh, we talk things out, but I, I'd had a number of people say they were going to come visit, um, and never did, or, or or just they did, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But she came out there, and um, <laughs> Lord, the you, you want to tell a little bit of your story of your first travel oh, to your first visit? Well, first off. I was scared to death because I had, for a few months, remember that rash that I had, mm -hmm. like, completely over me. So I was scared to death thinking, I'm going to get out there and he's going to be like, oh, God, what the fuck is that? But, so, yeah, we get on the road in my piece of shit Pacifica and... Piece of shit car. It's a piece of shit, but it got me there, so. But, um, and the whole time I'm, I'm thinking of a hundred thousand reasons why I should turn around and come home. Like I can't leave my kids or, you know, my parents or work or I can't and really drive this. And another backdrop, Jen has a tendency to have a little bit of, um, um, uh, not want to do stuff. anxiety once it comes to actually doing planning the stuff, planning yes. stuff and doing it. Which through probably a lot of y'all know today. I'll skip out last minute and I apologize and I'm working on that. But anyways, um, so many things happen like, I was traveling with another person, and every every state line, we would light up a joint, and every state line, I would think of another reason to turn around and come home. Uh, I remember passing this cop on the side of the interstate and him pulling out and being like, right behind you, where he could pass, but he's not going to, and you could barely see him in your side mirror, you know? And I was like, put it out, put it out, spray, 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 you know how I do anyways. And he just like, like he was playing with us, like he knew exactly, like super troopers, they knew exactly what they were doing. As soon as we put the <laughs> shit out, he just sped past us, and then before I knew it, we were passing him again, and he was pulling back off and stopping on the side of the road. So I was like, oh shit, but anyways, you know, light it back up, here we go. Um, I think I got pulled over in every state, mm -hmm. from pulling into a rest stop, um, what you doing, pulling over to sleep, I'm tired as shit, like... I would just nap, like a 27-hour yeah. 
thing then turned into a 30-something hour because I ran out of gas. I'm on the backwoods, woods, back roads of <laughs> fucking Texas. My car has died. It gets dark so fast. Like, I just know I hear chainsaws and fixing a die. Looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jesus the Christ. And long story short, a Texas state trooper took me to the gas station, which was literally the next fucking exit. Uh, so if you're ever in Texas and need to get gas, get gas because it's so far between exits, <laughs> it's unreal. So then he took me back and my car wouldn't start, and so he jumped me off. Um, so yeah, eventually I got there. Like she did make it. Uh, uh, it was. I remember seeing Patrick from SpongeBob in the middle of the road, like in the bushes. Sleep deprived. So tired, so tired, but uh, I made it about what four o'clock in the morning. About four o'clock in the morning, I, I was. I can't imagine how nervous time. on your end it was. Yeah. And I was very nervous because, it, in a way, this was our first problem, and as of course both, I was a frantic. Mess. Like I always am, yes. Uh, uh, I'm normally the, the calm one, and in that situation, I, I knew to prioritize and execute that we would just figure out what we needed to do first and go from there. Uh, Good old roadside. I'll be there in a couple hours. Yeah, they never showed up. Well, well, she showed up, so I walk out there, and uh, there's been other people, uh, males and females, that I've just felt like, I don't know if, I don't know, past life, just a, a weird vibe, like they're familiar, but never to the point of her. It was almost like I was coming outside to see somebody. Seeing again. Yeah, somebody I'd seen before that was coming back yep. to visit with me. Yep. Um, that's where we had our first kiss. I walked up, gave you a hug and a kiss, and it was just as natural as anything. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't, you know, it, it was beautiful. And then I would like to just uh, brag on you for a minute. When I first <laughs> met Jerry, Jerry was a lot bigger than he is now. So just so super, super duper happy and not working and all kinds of things, which we'll get to that later too. Mental but, health problems, yes. We yeah. both have our share of mental health things we've dealt with, which is also added to the toughness of our relationship. But even with all the things... They're just normal things, but we didn't know that these things that are happening are just normal things. Sometimes mountains get made out of molehills for the simple fact that that's all we've ever known. That That's getting better and better as we go. A lot of that is due to uh, mental health, but it, it has led to our share of ups and downs. Um, everything hasn't always been as perfect as that first kiss. Yeah. I gotta get back to our trip because that's the first gun right. I've shot. And yes, uh, so she comes out there to visit me, <laughs> and it's amazing. It's an amazing fucking visit. It's like my best friend was just hanging out with her. Was so that's and this is fast forwarding a little bit, but that's where I finally decided because I decided this time that we were just gonna be friends. We were just gonna see play it one day at a time. I didn't want to rush things like I had before. I wanted things to happen and naturally. Then we're at the UFC. Yeah, and they were at the UFC party. And I'm about shit-faced. I'm about shit-faced, and I'm looking at her. I'm sitting in a chair, and I'm looking at her, and just a smile on her face, it, it made me feel a certain way, and I felt this certain connection. And and, and right at that moment is, is when I truly realized that I couldn't fight what I had basically already known, and that was that I was in love with this woman. <laughs> and I sauntered over there a little bit, <laughs> Not knowing what else or how else to do it, a new thing for me, and and I leaned over to her ear and I whispered, "I'm so in love with I'm you." I'm so in love with you. And just fucking left me standing there. Cause I was scared. I was like, I, I felt like I, you know, 
you went back in and joined the party, and I'm like... Relationship mock drop. The fuck did he just say? <laughs> and then you came back with me. I did. And, and you know, I, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, some of my fears of coming back. Again, was, this was March, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a fear this was a trigger, so the fact... The fact that she made it out there with the person that she was was a miracle. The, the fact that I decided to come back with her with my resolve of not wanting to go back, and it, it terrified me. The thought of coming back here at that time terrified me because you didn't know it at the time. We had talked about my mental health, but my panic attack could be pretty mm-hmm. pretty bad once you finally mm-hmm. saw one of those live and in person. And I was scared that if you saw one of those, that'd be the end of it because... I'd been made to feel with the things I dealt with in mental health that I was either not worthy or it caused me to be a, a unwanted person. And it scared me at first. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't know what to do, so I didn't do anything. <laughs> you were like, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, she didn't. She just really was. She was great. There's this thing called grounding. Um, if you have panic attacks or problems with anxiety, uh, look it up. It's a form of meditation. I didn't know that at the time. Um, but she was really good at doing one of the natural things. It's where you focus on your senses and, and try to bring yourself into the moment and out of whatever, because a panic attack is based on anxiety and anxiety is, is based on a fear of something that hasn't happened yet and it's probably not going to happen. So during the grounding process, she was able to calm me down and, and that was also a, you know, a lot of relationships have red flags. Like this one had a lot of green flags, like go, go, go. And and the more I tried to deny it, the more fucking green flags I saw. Yep. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like I said, it's still weird. So then what, you stayed until May because of Mother's Day, I think you went back? Yeah. And then it was about... It was a back and forth thing two for weeks after a year that, or so, right? My mama died. Yeah. I came back out and here. And you came back until about August. August. You went home for JoJo's birthday. I did. And then came back in December of 2017 and been here ever since. She... So this is leading up to this. She had been married twice before. And, and, and though I'm sure they proposed in their own way, and I'm not taking away from either gentleman, it, it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't an expectation like a, a woman would expect, and and I decided I wanted to propose to her twice when I decided I wanted to marry her. So the first way I decided to do it was I wanted to whisper in her ear, so I called her up and I whispered in her ear with well, you, Mary, Mary. Yeah, you were still in Arizona. I was then. still in Arizona. And hung up on me. And then hung up. I yeah. did the same way. <laughs> um, eventually, when I came back out here, I had a beautiful thing uh, written. Uh, as far as asking her to marry me, I had gotten help. yeah I had gotten my new bonus children to help and they had made signs and and while I took her away nervously trying to figure out a way to yeah, keep her from clue. yeah to keep her from figuring out um, the kids set everything up with uh, you could go back through our Facebooks and see it there's like a heart on the ground and, and roses and and a few other things it wasn't a big expense and it, it was more of a, a a thoughtful thing I thought oh yeah uh, I just wanted her to have you know a, a special memory to remember back to and so I get down on one knee and 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 <laughs> right up into that point right up into that point I knew exactly what the fuck I was going to say and at that point just like she said I sound like I was the exorcist <laughs> speaking in some backwards Arabic uh, heavy metal played backwards record uh, it's a reference for older folks um, uh, and I think Will You Marry Me eventually came out or fell out of my mouth, but yeah, she said she said yes again. Again, yeah, and we got married on 4-20-2020. Yes, 4-20-2020. Um, 
I'm a big proponent of cannabis and cannabis health for mental health as well as physical health as well as also CBD and many other products I use. I use a lot during the show to help with a variety of things that have helped me find those pieces to maintain a functional mental health. And what I mean by that is I'm still plagued. Sometimes I do get panic attacks. Some days anxiety is super bad. Sometimes it lasts days at a time. Sometimes I can be miserable and make everybody around me miserable for days at a time. But Jen has a type of patience and a type of thing that she just naturally grounds me and always brings me back because before I would worry that I would go into those things in my mind and that I would never come back out of them. Like that was a serious, terrifying fear that I would get locked in my mind or in one of those bouts of mental health, which I kind of did for like a year and a half before mm -hmm. I met you. I sat on a couch and tried to passively, aggressively eat myself to death. Um, but you had a way of grounding me, so I knew that no matter how bad I'm feeling in that moment, that I, I finally, more than intellectually, knew that it was going to go away. I kept sending those faces. Yes. Let me tell you, okay, so I had been, I, it had been rough. I, I had empty nest. Um, my kids had moved out and grown up. Um, I had got a divorce. I was living by myself for the first time. Um, and I wanted to be miserable. I had grown comfortable in my misery, and, and I chose a lot of it. Uh, it. It was a protector. At that time, I was scared to even have anything good happen in my life because it just denoted something much worse that was going to happen or, or or a loss right but for the first time I trusted in something and that was our relationship um, it really kept me from going too far into those places and as you said I was able to lose what nearly 50 pounds now I've Jeez. gained a lot of it back and, and lost it and gained it and lost it uh, I, I, but still comparatively I'm a lot more um, in a better place mentally and physically healthy because of you. Again, I talk about pieces, and I've talked about this on other podcasts. I believe that mental health comes from a variety of things. There's no, it's like fat pills. Everybody wants to lose fat, but they want to take a magic pill or some magic powder, and there's, you know, it just takes hard work and doing what you need to do. And being mentally healthy and physically healthy is the same thing. I have so many pieces. Jen is a piece. Keeping that relationship in a communicative we, us, not I, you environment is, is very important to my mental health. And she sees that, and she has upped her game. Now, I, I loved Jen then, and now for the, the woman she is and always will, and if she evolves a million times, I will get to know those people and introduce myself if I have to, and I know I will fall in love with every one of those. But she really has delved into her own mental health issues and though she doesn't talk about working on them I can see it through action of her working on them do you is, is it like I guess for me to a uh, question for you is you know is it, is it kind of like losing weight you don't realize you're getting better until you're better you don't realize have you have you noticed any that you're in a better place or that you react differently now or that so you still don't see nope. those things yeah. I feel like I'm still the same horrible person that right yells over everything and <laughs> overreacts and overeats and you know yeah yeah well you know the, the truth is that, that we all do those things it, it's it's the humanity you know I think it's hard for us to allow ourselves to be human um, because other people have blown up our thoughts to the point to where 
we think they're so noticeable that to me those things that you think are these great faults are just like zits that only you really <laughs> notice and I don't even notice that much and that's the truth like um it doesn't mean we don't argue we still have arguments but we've never woke up the next day mad at each other we've never gone a whole day mad at each other in five years um We've never really yelled in five years. No, the We've first time I ever really... heard you yell was like two years into our relationship and you were in a damn wrestling ring. In a pro wrestling match. Well, let me, let me... And I looked at Autumn and she looked at me and we were like, did he just yell? <laughs> like, what the hell? Where'd that come from? So, yeah. I've worked on, one of my pieces is mindfulness and I've worked on my ego and not making everything about me, including, you know, things like that. Um, and, and real quick, right back, circle around. I didn't finish this part of the story. I apologize. I, I've had a little bit of that CBD and alcohol tonight. Um, she would send me these pictures with these funny faces, and God damn it! No matter, I would I would be literally trying to force myself back into bad moods and couldn't do it. Like she would send it, and it would just I don't know. It's like somebody reached reached down in the water and pulled me up, and I was taking a breath, and. I just, it, it was amazing, and I thought, fuck you, first of all, <laughs> and I told her as much, fuck you, and, and all your funny little face pics that make me so damn happy. I mean, oh, you mean like this one? Yeah, and then she sent me another one, and to this day, it, you know, other people from the outside, it may seem kind of weird or silly, but those faces are part of what helps save my life. <laughs> I still send them. Just you being you, yes, just you being you, you know, um, that that's who you are. Um, everything else is things that society, other people, and even ourselves have put on us over the years. Um, so to become who we truly are, people say they want to find themselves. You're already there. You don't need to find yourself. You just need to strip away what's not really you. That's how you get back to who you are. And you helped me strip that away. Uh, another thing, let me give you props on this, is she helped me. I have not had an inner child since... Oh, God. Since my babies were little. So it's been a good 20-something years. I had I had killed him. He had been murdered. And uh, I am just your typical two-year-old. Yeah, so. and I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed my family having Christmas. I enjoyed them, but I, I didn't enjoy it like when I was a little kid. And you gave me that back. Like, you put me back in touch with my inner child. And, and that was one of the most beautiful things about our relationship is that, that you fostered that in me instead of, like, many relationships, friendships, family things um really killed they they work towards killing that you brought that back um so i enjoy them they don't last long enough yeah no and they can't last forever whether you're people i see him being silly and his inner child with with our grandson kate it's, it's such a beautiful thing i think inner child is an important piece you need to keep in touch with that that's a part of who you really are not the person that was hurt or abused or whatever but that little kid that enjoyed the little things, even in all my misery growing up, I can still remember good things. I remember certain Christmases. I remember I remember that inner child feeling. You know, I tell you, even inner teenager, like, boy, this would have made 13-year-old Jerry really happy. <laughs> I mean, you know, not to get too explicit on a Valentine's Day podcast, but sometimes we like to take showers together. Imagination. And I'll be sitting there thinking. So we have a cool shower head now, too. Yeah, we do. It lights up and everything. It's, it's a great, we we have a great time wherever we're at, whether we're taking a shower. Uh, we we have as many things as we have together that are a lot. We have our many differences too, right? For example, she is a big time morning person. Jerry is not. I'm a I'm a good afternoon person. 
after I've had, you know, 12,000 milligrams of caffeine and time to wake up. And, and I think a lot of that is due to my, my trouble sleeping and things like that. But that helps me out, too. Like, I, I'm as close to a morning person as I'll ever be with you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't saying much, but you know how I was before. Yeah. So, yeah, my kids know they can attest to uh, probably cranky morning Jerry or hadn't had his sleep Jerry and he, he he's still still there but but I'm working on it and, and making it making it better um, so we are still figuring it out but I think one of the most important things that at least I decided is that you know bearing something big a big event a horrible event that you know things can you know there's always something that can tear apart any relationship no matter how good but I'm not giving up no I'm here to stay. I feel like you're here to stay. I don't. I feel like we've worked through so many things that might have torn apart us in either other relationships or torn apart other couples, right? Yeah, because I tried the quote-unquote long-distance relationship, you know, right before we met, and that one just being like an hour away seemed like there was no way in hell that it could be accomplished, and I guess it just, you know. This is mean, Jerry. Okay, I don't remember who it was. There was some female I was talking to, and I remembered I can be a nice guy. So I was like, she's like, I get up early. Can I call you? And I was like, yeah, sure, you can call me. I hated that bitch for calling me that early in the morning every morning. By the third morning of her calling me early, I decided to end it. <laughs> it may have lasted that three days. I don't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, I, another reason I knew that it was a green flag was because it didn't matter when she called me even with the time difference, whether it was, I would get up and, and, and make sure she made it home safe watching her phone light up as active or not, and she would send me things at like was probably seven your time and probably four o'clock in the morning my time. Yeah, yeah, I hated that shit too. I'm, I'm not a morning person. Again, let me repeat, if you had trouble understanding from earlier, I'm not a fucking morning person, okay? So then we decided just to FaceTime 24 hours a day. Yes. So. But nothing made me happier than getting up and talking to you, which uh, was another green flag. Uh, like, in one person, it made me hate them, <laughs> and I feel so bad. You know, I'm sure I was mean and hateful to, to many of people who tried to to love me, and I tried to be a nice guy, and, and this time I decided I wasn't going to be a nice guy. Not that I wasn't going to be nice to her, but that I wasn't going to be nice for the sake of being nice. I decided either this is either this is or it isn't, and that's the first time I decided that in my life. I had been single for a good year and a half, two years, and was loving it. So it was going to take something or someone pretty fucking special to pull me away from the newfound peace I had found in singleness. All right, and that's important too. It is very uh, important. Take time to know yourself and strip away. What what do you want? What are your expectations? talk to somebody when you get a relationship to let them know who you are, who you have been, who you plan on being, whether you become that person or not. When you fall in love, make sure you fall in love with somebody that you love unconditionally at that moment, not what that person could be or, or you think they have potential to be. Don't don't love a person's potential. Or love has them. been. Yeah. Or has been. Love them. And they're going to evolve. People change. Love every version of that person, if I could, if I could think of any other advice. But don't change for someone. No. I mean, you know, you like country music, you like hanging out with, you know, Pamela. Keep hanging out with Pamela and listen to country music. If if, if you're with somebody who wants you to change things who are essentially you, yeah. Now, if a person doesn't want to get screamed at or 
cussed out or something like that. Then plates thrown. Plates thrown. That those are reasonable expectations. When I I'll say a lot, you know, expectations are are the uh, what leads to misery, but there are certain ones that that are are fair to have. You know, you want somebody that's going to keep you safe, somebody that's going to not lie to you, somebody you can trust. Those are things. You sh- but it, you know, if your man, woman doesn't clean out the sink, bathtub, whatever, and you know that because you spent the night with them, they do that. A month into living together, you can't start bitching about it every day because it's like what they are. Now, if they true, somebody out there, I'm sure will say if that well, if they really love you, then they'll improve and they'll start doing that. And then the other side could say, well, if you really love them, then you accept them for who they are, and they wouldn't have to. But with me and you, we did both of those at the same time. With me deciding I'm going to change certain behaviors I see as negative to help with the relationship. And at the same time, you accepted those behaviors for what they were, and that's what I feel like made it block. How do you feel as far as basic relationship expectations are, are, are fair and not fair now that you've been in a healthy relationship for, for this long? Um, I don't know. I think, like you said, a lot of it might be going back to what people see their parents going through maybe and think oh well that's what I'm supposed to do like, right that's we that's all it. I know like you're supposed to Act you're like supposed this. to yell you're supposed to you know leave you're supposed to get back together you're supposed to hate each other you're supposed to you know hit scream punch kick that's how you get attention right yeah yeah you know and I'm and I did a lot of those things up yeah. until you know we all have I look I I, I haven't done it in years. She's never seen me punch anything other than people. And again, I'm a pro wrestler. And MMA no, fighter, this is so. the first time in um, my history of relationships that all my walls are still holeless. I found a note at the last place we lived that broke my heart. It said, one day I'm going to find somebody that doesn't put holes in my walls or something like that to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time I did. There was a time I didn't. I didn't know what else to do but to react violently because, again, that's all I had seen. That's all I knew. I, I didn't know any other way, but I soon realized that that wasn't the way to be. And, and becoming aware of, of your the, the negative things in your life and stripping those away is a, is a good way to build a foundation for a more positive life. Um, you need to find your own peace, your own love. You need to love yourself. Uh, we're coming on that. Uh, and we're still learning. You know, we're not going to give up, and we're still learning. Um, this is still a learning process, but we decided that we're going to... We have no destination. We just want to enjoy the... The, the only the, time that matters is now. The only time that matters is now, and, and we're just going to enjoy the adventure we're in right now, this minute. This minute is okay. Um, more people need to do that. And enjoy... Enjoy date nights, but it doesn't have to be fancy, dressing up, going out. It can be a picnic in your floor. It can be... We a blow, walk. Yeah, we blow up an air mattress. We've put tents yeah. in the living room. Yes. Oh, I play. miss my tents. Yeah, play. Um, just find ways to bond. Find things to do together. We, we do the podcast together, and, and we've talked about maybe taking dancing lessons and cooking lessons and various things, uh, painting sips. Whatever your pleasures are, do some of those things that you enjoy together. And also, if you need to, uh, we kind of stick together 24-7, but that's not for everybody's relationship, just like individuals relationships have different needs so make sure you have a firm understanding of what each other's 
needs are, their love language, and how to communicate to them because everybody understands and communicates different, right? Yes, yes, communication, communication. Like, I'm not a talker at all. But you are, you, comparatively, you are now. Like, again, with me being a morning person, we could giggle about that. But, again, we've both come so much further than we were. Oh, for sure. At one place. So I'm glad you're at least seeing that. Um, this one's amazing. She just doesn't realize it. Uh, uh, I hope, like, my goal in life is for her to know her worth, uh, to truly, truly know her worth because she's a wonderful, wonderful mother, uh, a wonderful daughter, a wonderful friend, um, everything you could expect from a woman, and she juggles everything beautifully. Uh, she has trouble sometimes holding things up, but that's what I'm here for, is to hold it up for her when she can, and she holds it up for me when I can't. And that's a beautiful thing about our relationship. Um, let me just say that people claim love is a lot of different things. Let me tell you what her love is to me, um, being my Valentine. Whew, now we're both going to be crying. <laughs> Thank God this is not a video cast. Um, <clears throat> her love feels like freedom. She helps me love me, which in turn makes me better at loving her. Listen to that last part again. She helps me love me, which in turn makes me better at loving her. If you don't do anything else, help your woman, help your man love themselves. Not only is it the greatest gift and one of the most important pieces you can give them, but it's going to... Uh, in turn make them into possibly that kind of person you've you've always hoped for um, because if we can't learn to forgive ourselves let ourselves be human let our love ourselves if we can't do those things within ourselves there's no way we'll ever successfully do it to another person and that's not to say Jen or I do it perfectly or no, no, again I we're still learning never will um, but, and but I don't want to no no, that's that's one that's one of the beauties as you get older is, is you just learn to love the learning process and the adventure process. The destination becomes less important. Um, well, I think this has been an amazing episode. We we still have tons of stories to tell. Uh, I'll tell them throughout uh, uh, the the oncoming episodes of our podcast, Crime Conversations. I have you can a, check some of them out on the blog. Yeah, I have a blog. I'll be putting out blogs on just about every day I don't have a podcast. I also have guest bloggers. Uh, we have a lot of great things coming up. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your time, if you're listening tonight, on Valentine's Day. Or if not, that you just simply, after seeing all those memes of this is our Valentine's Day story, that you actually took time to listen to ours. So whether one person or hundred person listens... I truly, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. I just want to give a small shout out to Autumn's friend, Luke. Stay strong, buddy. There's so many people ready for you to come home, baby. Yes, on this Valentine's Day, know that there's a lot of people out here that love you, buddy. He was in an accident, but he's been recovering quite nicely and, and continues to do so. Squeeze um, your loved ones. Squeeze your loved ones. Uh, live in the moment. Um, enjoy everything in the moment uh, fully. And we will see you and talk to you next time baby just let me say thank you so much for these five beautiful years with you for being my valentine for loving me the way you do and for most of all for putting up with me happy valentine's day happy valentine's day i love you, I love you. we love all of you thank you very much for being not our fans we don't have fans we just have friends i heard a comedian say that and i love that um i'm just a dude in his little room it looks like a 1980s motel room. The little, <laughs> but it's cozy. It's we got cozy. Our palm tree. We got our palm tree. We Just got to ask anybody. It's we got cozy. a nice ambiance. Ask people that be fans on here. But it, it's, I just, I, I don't, I'm not looking for fans. I'm just looking for friends. 
Um, you, be sure to, if you read the blog, comment, uh, give us feedback on this, what you like, what you don't like, cuss me out, tell me I'm wonderful, tell me I'm a piece of shit. Whatever you want to do, just give us some feedback. Uh, uh, with saying that, I'll just say goodbye and happy Valentine's Day. Bye, everybody. Peace.